In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Listen to Dan the Dad, and listen to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit. This is the Fantasy Booking Institute. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting... District Attorney Vince Cafe, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? How are you? Yeah. First day in like a week. I woke up this morning, not all clogged up with crap. So, whoa, constipation's a real deal, bud. I was talking about clogged up with crap in my face. Oh, clogged up with crap. Apologies, I I heard that wrong. But. I may also be clogged up with other crap, but that's that's a different thing altogether. It's not that's not a conversation for this podcast. Or is it? We don't know because it's fantasy booking. We do not. So. It's fantasy booking into your weekly source for pro wrestling fantasy booking. Um, the rules on this are always going to be simple. Um, we're going to take turns uh, throwing out some fantasy booking challenges, and the other people have to answer them. Uh, they may be real. They may be totally, um, crazy fake. Uh, and we don't discuss them in advance because we think it's more fun that way. Mostly because we don't put a lot of thought into them beforehand. We just come up with them off the top of bones. Um, this week, it's just the two of us. Uh, uh just the two of us. JLB can't make it. He's, uh, getting overtime at his J-O-B. JLB working his J-O-B. Mm-hmm. But so he can't POD. No, he cannot. Um, but yeah, before we get into all of that, I always like to take the t- time right now to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. Um, so after the show, there's the link in the doobly doo. You can click that head on over to tatnusco.com, check out the other shows in the network, tell them we sent you. And then come back here because we do uh, new shows every Sunday night and uh, Tuesday night, unless like we're totally hit by allergies and shit like that and can't make it to one of them because that's what happened last week. Um, yeah, that's legit. But uh, but we'll go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. I always acknowledge the co-hosts and see if uh, they want to go first or if they want me to go first so dfa what's the choice um mine's kind of lame i can go first if you'd like it's not a bad one it's just not i don't it's more of a throwback than anything else okay so you want me to go first or you want to go first again i'm leaving it up to you all right we're going back to the mid 90s and we're talking gimmick wrestling I want you to choose 10 of your favorite wrestlers so you can't use throwaway guys. Okay? And I want you to give them 90s gimmick-style wrestling. Give them a career that they do. Okay. Can you do that? So, current wrestlers... It can be, it can be current-style careers. Okay. They just have to... They have to have a 90s style 
gimmick wrestling. Okay. So, um, okay. So one of them I'm going to do, and it's, um, I gotta figure out who the, who the, the target's going to be. It's going to be a nineties style gimmick, although it's not going to be a career type gimmick. You'll see. Um, but I need I need a, a focus. So maybe he'd go for it. Maybe he would. Did you just say baby got back? No, I said maybe he'd go for it. Maybe he would. Okay, I am going to choose. Uh, the entire Dark Order. Um, you're going to use those as all of your wrestlers? Uh, this is just going to be one gimmick. Just this one, is just okay. one This is one gimmick thing. They are going to become the alliance to end Punkamania. Uh, and their whole goal is going to be to end Punkamania because they've decided that CM Punk is getting too popular in AEW. The Alliance in Punkamania. Yes. And um, then all of them are going to take on uh, Dungeon of um, Doom-ish personas. All right. Um, And I'm not going to go through every single one of them because this isn't my 10. This is just an overview. But like a a Zodiac, a Yeti, Mm -hmm. a Taskmaster. So, so yeah. So, one of their big guys... um, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna call him the Sasquatch. Who's the biggest guy in? in... Probably Colt, isn't it? Colt, yeah, very well. My oh nope nope ten. Uh, Preston Vance. Preston's bigger than Colt. Um, he's definitely buffer than Colt, but whether That's he's true. bigger or not, uh, let's. Preston Vance. He is six foot two, 240 pounds. Um, whereas. Um, I mean, it's fine. He can still play Sasquatch. Whereas Colt Cabana is six foot one. So he's a bit taller. It's a hair. Uh, but he is definitely buffer than, than Colt. Yeah. So I think Preston would be the best. Then. Uh, but he's going to be the Squatch, the Sasquatch. Um, However, he's going to come out just uh, wrapped in toilet paper because where would the joke be without it? Um, I think Johnny Hungy could be a variation on the Zodiac. Um, so what could we not Zodiac? You're going you're gonna to sell <laughs> Johnny Hungy with uh, Ed Leslie's character? We're, we're taking it back. Taking it back for the good guys? Taking it back for the good guys. No, because the the whole thing with with the Zodiac was that he didn't talk at all. So I figure, give it to the guy who can't stop talking. Um, so so they can keep going. No, shh, you're supposed to be the one that doesn't talk. And he'd be like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> um, but I'm just so hungry. Um, um, I'm tr- I'm just trying to think who else. Uh, I uh, of course, of course. Um, we're gonna have uh, um, 
evil Uno play the part of of Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan, you know. He's going to be the leader of it, the taskmaster. Um, so what would be a good change on that name? The taskmaster, the, uh, the job scheduler. Yeah, the, the job meister. Well, if they're after, I mean, if they're after CM Punk, they could go after Straight Edge Life, and he could be the drug lord. No, because because a CM Punk in AEW doesn't. I mean, yeah, he's Straight Edge, but he doesn't play up the Straight Edge. It's not part of the gimmick. Really True. There, number one, but number two. Um, because they they are definitely going to be a comedy team, uh, no doubt about it. It's got to be something that we can laugh at, and so that's why I like the Jobmeister. Okay, something like that. Okay. Um, trying to think who else could be in the alliance to end Punkamania. I mean, it's the Dark Order, but like, what all they? Um, well, Hangman's obviously there. He's not going to be the leader of it, but he could be no. the old chubby guy that Taskmaster's talking to. Um, uh, Colt Cabana's going to be the Jimmy Hart character. <laughs> okay. So he'll be uh, Colty Cabs. Um, come out with a bullhorn. Uh... I think we make uh, negative one uh, be the Lex Luger character. Okay. Trying to think who else. Technically, the four horsemen were part of uh, the Dungeon of Doom and the uh, Faces of Alliance. Fear. Yeah, excuse the me. Alliance. Well, the Dungeon of Doom was part of the Alliance, and so was the four horsemen. Uh, but... I'm thinking yes. oh, the faces of fear also. Um, so we could have uh, Alan Angels be the boy Barian and uh, yeah, maybe Alex Reynolds be be be. I wonder if they could get away with calling him Bong. I, I love the idea of this being presented without without Punk being aware that there's an alliance to get rid of Punkamania. Yeah, he's totally, like, totally. He's never even heard of Punkamania. Mm-hmm. And then later on, him going, Punkamania. I like that. Mm-hmm. Me and all my Punkamaniacs. Yeah, to- totally oblivious to the idea of it. Totally oblivious to them even existing. Like, uh, most of it would be, like, backstage vignettes that he doesn't see. And then just planning things. And then, like, uh, uh, hilariously attempting to interfere in his matches and messing up entirely. And then, of course, leading up to a moment when uh, the Squatch comes out and tries to attack him during a match. Pogster, Pogster. Like the audience just starts getting in with it, but mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't understand. Yeah, what's what's going on? This is weird. <laughs> Fair enough. 
We we will of course be ignoring uh the ultimate solution um character uh because you could have you know a giant could have a giant I, Brian I Cage could be the giant. They're all also in it was uh Z or, Gangsta was it, aka Zeus. Uh but we really can't get that. Um Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson and Rick Flair were all parts of it as part of the four horsemen. Um but I mean I guess technically uh Anna J could be a part of it. As Luna? Uh, no, because Woman and Miss Elizabeth were both part of it. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I'm not quite thinking of what a good name, what a good play on those names would be. M- Miss Female, she could just encompass both of them. You know, they were actually technically only around for a month. Technically, it was only technically to get. I mean, the the Dungeon of Doom continued long after it. Yes, but it was formed February twenty fourth, ninety six, and disbanded March twenty fourth, ninety six. Because Hulk was going to go run for president. Mm -hmm. Well, it was just leading up to the uncensored pay per views, so we we would have this. In true fashion, it would only last for maybe we'd do it to two months, but just leading up to a pay per view. And at that pay per view, Punk would have a match against someone not even related to this. And then at the end of it, he'd be celebrating his victory. And then the Squatch would come out and try to dry hump him in the ring. <laughs> um, like, what the heck going Wright. on? Just, just go ahead and have Paul Wright get in there. Just yeah. he, he'd be in there interviewing Punk. <laughs> and the and Squatch like, would come out and just like sandwich Punk in between them. And Paul White would be like, what's going on? I'm not a part of this. This feels so familiar. Yeah. So that's my first one. Okay. Um, just because, you know, I want to throw that together, but... Um, But I don't want it to count for all. You said how many I'm, do I need to do? Well, I thought ten, but if you didn't put that much effort in all of them, then you know we're gonna have to cut it back some. Yep. So we're gonna try um, to give you something that can go about forty minutes. Yeah. Ah, uh, we don't need to film forty minutes. What I'm gonna do is gonna be a full conversation. So, um, uh, Brandon Cutler's whole gimmick is gonna be influencer. Uh, based off of TikTok and and all of that stuff. So he already carries the camera around and all of that stuff. But now he's going to start hawking products in the ring. <laughs> you know, okay. being in the ring and say, if you use code CUTSLER to get 15% off your... And and what we could really use is we could start having other, other uh, wrestlers who have products like... Um, the fun fact, did you know that uh, Billy Gunn has his own pre-workout powder you can buy called Gunpowder? Well, then. And so... Uh, At you... least it's not ass powder. Nope. nope. It's, I gotta be honest, Gunpowder is a phenomenal name. 
Like, yes, it is. Chef's kiss. But I think the ass boys, if mm-hmm. if he has that, ass boys should have like a, a massage cream called ass gel. Mm-hmm. But so so he could be out there and be like, use coats, brandy cuts for fifteen percent off your order of Billy Guns gunpowder pre-work. Now, is it going to get mocked and Billy Guns is going to come out and be like, dude, dude, no, no. No, I think this is one we can play straight face. Okay. Like he's legitimately, he's he's legitimately an influencer with legitimately a certain amount of followers, right? Uh, Like here, uh, let me see here. If we go to Brandon Cutler's uh, Instagram, he legitimately has... On Instagram, uh, 35.2 thousand followers. Okay. Right? Uh, his Twitch channel has. Really shouldn't have clicked on it because it's going to want to start playing the video. So there we go. Twitch channel has. Come on, load up, load up. Sixteen, almost seventeen thousand followers. So my point is, he can use that. I could go and find Twitter and all of that stuff. But all told, between them all, you could probably easily say he's got about a hundred k. Sure. Followers. So have him being the influencer makes a lot of sense. And then you just play it off as, you know, uh, you get more and more stuff for him to hawk. Um, and and then you play it off as like sometimes you have a person in the ring offering him a contract. Uh, and, you know, to, hey, if you, if you, uh, or vignettes backstage, you know, if you uh, uh, sign on, we'll give you free samples of our product. And uh, all of your followers will get 10% off. And it'll be like, nah, man, you don't understand how many followers I got. I need 15% off um, and more free product. Like, ah, you're a hard bargain. Brandy cuts. Shake the hand. Sign here. Um, and then the whole thing could be like, you know, vignettes be like Instagram posts of him uh, in a pool drinking bang energy drink or whatever uh uh and then eventually you could have someone start exposing that he wasn't in his own pool he was borrowing the young bucks pool uh for it uh like that uh and and that all of his vacation pictures were actually taken when he was traveling with the young bucks to their wrestling events and he was just there as their videographer um so, so that's the influencer. Um, trying to think of, of wrestlers that, that have gimmicks that aren't working great right now. Those are the best ones to rebrand.
Hmm. What can I do for Mustafa Ali? Food Master Ali. They just brought him back yesterday. Yeah. Really didn't do anything different with his character at all. Except made fun of him. Like, do you even work here? And, uh, well, I kind of wanted to not, but you guys kind of forced me to, so. Um, Uber driver. Mustafa Ali, because he wanted to get let go and they wouldn't let him go, he had to take a side job as Uber driver. And it could all play out with people being picked up from the airport to get taken to the the arena and they realize that he is their uber driver driving them to the arena oh you guys are going to the wrestling event oh cool, cool. yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah you're I'm, I'm i'm one of them mustafa is that you oh yeah hi miz i thought you'd have you know a grintle Limo or something. Yeah, just gotta make ends meet. <laughs> Budget cuts. That's why we got Ubers. Budget cuts. That's why I'm driving an Uber. But budget really budget cuts. They they they're cutting the budget because I was kind of asking them to cut the budget with me and they wouldn't do it. Weird. But you know, Uber pays okay. Mm-hmm. And the upside is, if this proposition passes in California, I'll get health care. That'd be a dig. They probably wouldn't do that, though. Um, (laughs) Bo Dallas comes back as a farmer. I think that just writes itself. He shows up and everyone's like, where you been? He's been like, well, I've been raising chickens. By the way, if anyone wants eggs, I've got them, a dozen of them for $3.99. Fresh from the farm. Um, I also have fresh milk. And um, if anyone's looking for a side of beef, just let me know. And sell it to you. You can pick it up from my butcher. Um, okay. Don't don't you want to wrestle? Well, no, yeah, I want to wrestle, but you know, I gotta make ends meet. And what do you think I've been doing this last three years? So that plays off the fact that uh, reportedly, sorry, reportedly. Uh, Bo Dallas is readying to return to the ring, uh, despite the fact that he was being a farmer, and now he is back. Um, well, I believe in him. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? That 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 really was his best character. Yeah. Um. Although B team was really good too. Oh, this this is one 
This is not really a old school like career gimmick, but it's still it's a play on an old school career or an old school gimmick. Um, Curtis Axel, who we all know is Joe Henning, is going to come out as Mister Imperfect. You wanted his, to do this for ages. Yes, and his whole gimmick is going to be like, listen, we can't all be perfect, but you know what I am? I'm a guy who's willing to do whatever it takes to win. And then all of his victories be sloppy. Like, not sloppy like accidental, but like like sloppy like I'm going to do whatever it has to take. I'm not going to hit you with a fancy moonsault and a, and a really nice looking submission maneuver or whatever. I'm going to punch you in the face and uh, and then put you in a chokehold until the ref tells me to stop. And then while you can't breathe, I'm going to kick you in the gut and then punch. You know what I mean? Yep. But just all, all yeah, he'll be a full on brawler, Mr. Imperfect. And then we'll have vignettes of him uh, like trying to make a half court, no look shot and just totally missing it. Um but then it'll just cut to a video of it going through the the hoop. We like see, or or vignettes of him playing in a basketball game, and the other people are making these beautiful shots, and all he's doing is layups. But because he's doing, you know, twice as many layups as they're doing of their three pointers, he still wins. Because he's like, listen, it may not look pretty, but it's a victory. Mr. Imperfect. Mr. Imperfect. Got it. So, um, so that puts me at what, four? Well, more than that, you had Dark Order, you had Mustafa, you had Brandon Cutler, you had Bo Dallas. Oh, so that's five. 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 Um, what else? Could I saddle with this character? Moose is the illegitimate son of Andre the Giant. Now I was thinking I need to find someone. Um, that's it. A perfect, a perfect thing. Jack Evans getting hired by a company, and his gimmick is uh, uh, GDS, the Global Delivery Service. And his gimmick is that he's a delivery driver for a FedEx-style delivery company. Um, so he all, is always coming out with a package to carry uh, and in, in a little uniform that includes the, the little shorts and, and the boots and then the, the polo and the hat. And he's always got, he's always got like, like he's, he's timed. Matches can't last long because he's got to deliver as many packages. So all of his matches take less than five minutes. Uh, if they take longer than that, 
He gets up, walks out, grabs he just the gets up. And leaves. Yeah, he get gets up, grabs the package, and just like, nope. Uh, marks the package undeliverable and leaves. And and his finishing move is a small package. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. As opposed to a large package. Yep, it's a small package. Because large package has to be shipped GDS ground. And he's a GDS air delivery. Now you need a GDS ground guy. No, you don't. I mean, they just pull up in a truck and unload shit. They don't got time to wrestle. They're driving over the road. So that's six. Um, keeping with it, and Helico, who I fully expect to co- news to come out soon that his co- contract's not being renewed, just because he's been such a package with Jack Evans for so long. Uh, uh, he's gonna have the gimmick as. A yoga instructor. Okay. Because he's flexible and tall and lanky. And so uh, we're going to hippie him all up. And his vignettes are going to be teaching people downward facing dog and stuff. And then it's going to play into, because his wrestling style was mat based submission wrestling. You, we're just going to turn it into him trying to force people into yoga position. <laughs> like in the middle, he's like, no, you need to totally open up your hips and you need to turn them this way. You feel that stretch? Feel that stretch? Yeah, now breathe into it. Just breathe into it. And breathe. <laughs> it's seven... You could have Sting dressed like the crow. Carry a baseball bat. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's not going to fly. But I could have a person dress up in a Guy Fox mask. Ooh. And he could be R for revenge. I like it. Give the whole anonymous videos. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like the the um, vigilante of the wrestling promotion, righting the wrongs. Jesus. I thought for sure you'd do Kenny Omega as the janitor. Nah. I don't know. Maybe it's a mental block in my head, but my my mental block right now is is based all entirely on I want to I want to give someone who doesn't currently have a decent gimmick something rather than someone who's got a gimmick that's working. I don't want to rework that. Yeah, that's fair. 
But there's, there, I mean, there's plenty of people who have gimmicks that just aren't working right now. Can one of mine be uh, Alexa Bliss goes back to just being a bitch? Yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah, okay. I'm going to burn one on that because... I mean, right now, enjoy your honeymoon and everything, Alexa. But when you come back, just please, just tell them, just let me be Alexa Bliss again. Coffee drinker. Doesn't even, it could even be pre-coffee drinker, Alexa Bliss. It can just be, let me be that bitch, right? Let me be the one who, who, who does that look all the time. Um, and then beats people up. And does uh, the the I I always loved her DDT because it's so always so fast. Well, there's not a lot of distance between her and the. Well, ground. that's the, that's kind of the point. She always knees them in the gut so they drop down, and then she just grabs them and kicks her legs straight forward, and bam, down. So it's fast. We're there. One more. think can i just give colt cabana the repo man gimmick can we just have repo man part two yeah i'm fine with that i think he could play it and just have another repo man i mean you know if they need to they can call him repossession man because that makes sense, of course. Mm-hmm. But still give them, like, the same look and everything. Yeah. He's the taker. Have him giggle as he comes out to the ring. Have him occasionally, like, repossess someone's boots while they're unconscious in the ring. Yes. Yeah. You missed a payment. Yeah. Very nice. Very evil. Okay. So that's my 10. There you go. So now we're going to move on to my challenge to you. My challenge is a little bit more serious and and, and more conversational. Uh, between the two of us, I want to make a... It doesn't have to be um, in order list, but I want a list. Uh, this is uh, 100% uh, inspired by a TikTok I saw earlier this week where someone challenged uh, people to list their top five tag teams of all time. I want us to put together our top 20 tag teams of all time, but this is going to be together, not so, you know, so we have to at least agree that they should belong in the top 10 or top 20. Okay. Right. Um, and so there might be some that I nominate that you say no. And there might be some that you nominate that I say no. Um, Goat tag teams. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And it's of all time, and it includes any promotion, right? Now, of course, needless to say, just based on our age and our our uh, histories, we'll probably be light on, like, the mid-Atlantic tag teams or the Memphis tag teams, you know, yeah. back in the territory days and stuff like that. Um, that's just not our uh, genre that we typically follow, but... But to throw one of those in, mm-hmm. I'll say Von Eriks. What do you think? I I don't know uh, enough about them to uh, say say no, but we'll just do it on this sheet. There we go. So I'll I'll put the Von Erickson. I like I said, I'm not as uh Uh, familiar with them as some, but uh, so so we're gonna do this. It's gonna be that would be relatively low on the list, but yeah, like I, I I'm not specifically putting them in order right now because that. The, the order of them is going to be something that's going to be hard for us to do no matter what we do. Um, but at the very least. Okay. So we'll put Von Eriks on here. Who else? Like, see, I, I'm going to just start with one of mine. I think it'll be, get universal approval, but the Steiners. They're my number yeah. one. So... I, I, I'm not anti-Steiners by any means. Okay. Oh. Oh, you didn't know? Well, your ass better call somebody. You know, I would say your ass indeed better call somebody um let me drop us i think they definitely need to be on the list somewhere but probably not up there um no but they're 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 in the types of names that you accidentally forget while you're putting stuff later <laughs> like HBK and Diesel when you could easily have New Age Outlaws mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh, I am also going to uh, put this one. Uh... Heart Foundation. Yeah, that was actually going to be one of yeah. my next ones. So. Uh, on there because it definitely needs to be on there. But. Um... Do, do, do. I hate that I have to do this every time. Here, give me a second. 
Um, so uh, again, I feel like we're safe in knowing that some people are going to show up here later um, that are better or that, that are more disputable for these, um, but they definitely need to be in the conversation. And so I am going to throw in, um, I'm going to throw in the Usos. Really? Power of veto coming into play already. I'm not I'm not I'm debating on it because I'm not sure I put them in my top twenty, but I have to you know, like I haven't done the math to make sure they'd be close if they're not, but I haven't like counted and said for certain, but like I For the sake of now, I'm going to put them in. Yeah, well, you want to pull them off. And if I need to argue them off later. I can argue them off. So, um, so here's one that, that you might veto. Um, this is one that every time the TikTok came up, I, I watched it and I watched the response to it. And thought to myself, no one's saying this, and you know, I, I definitely have them in my top twenty. They're one of my favorites of all time. Motor City Machine Guns, Ooh. and that's why I said this might be a I, veto from you, but for me, I deeply enjoy them. But I also they're... entirely understand people who don't leave them on there, mm-hmm. but. Um, go ahead and put them on there for now. Again, um, the the reason I think uh, some people don't put them on there is more just they haven't been exposed to them. Not that, and I know, think they're great. I think they're great. I just don't think that they have the history. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of that comes down to exposure because they've been around for twenty years. You know. Um almost 20 years uh they hold championships in multiple companies yeah um but they're the companies that they held them for were not wwe and not you know but let's see uh all-American Wrestling Champion, Tag Team of the Year in 2010, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, PWI Tag Team of the Year, NWA International Lightweight Tag Team Champions, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, TNA Tag Team Champions twice, TNA X Division Championships once for each of them, Gauntlet of the Gold, Impact Year End Awards two times. Um... And they debuted in 2006, so it's been 16 years. Yeah. And so I I would argue they have the history and uh, they have the uh, accolades for it. It just hasn't been in the WWE, so most people don't see them. Um, that's my argument, but we'll see if they last. Again, they... It doesn't surprise me that they're not on. The fact that they're not on people's lists is more of a shame uh, than anything that they just haven't seen them. 
because they are one of the most cohesive tag teams I've ever seen. So, yep, New Day. See, here's the deal is uh, New Day, to me, comes way before the Usos. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's three that are going to come up all at one time. Uh, I have seen dozens of phenomenal New Day matches against dozens of opponents. All of the best Uso matches I've seen have been against the New Day. (laughs) Fair. Um, Fair statement. And to me, that says that are the Usos good or is the New Day so good they make the Usos good? Or let's use the word great. Are the Usos great or the New Day so great they make the Usos great? Fair enough. Anyways, um, there are some that might be on this list or at least nominated to this list. Uh, I'll say less because of their their overall length or overall uh, thing, but more about their cultural significance at the time. Um, like, because I would nominate yeah, the Mega Powers. Uh, the Mega Powers. Yeah, yeah, for this. But they didn't last very long. Well, right? and you could say the same of Stone Cold and Stone Cold and uh, Austin. Yeah, the uh, Stone Stone Cold and Triple H. You mean the two man power yeah. trip? Sorry, yeah, two man power trip. Yeah. But at that time, there was there was more to go with. Or Jericho, you mm-hmm. can easily say that about Jericho or Showbiz. Mm-hmm. Either of those. For me, the Mega Powers kind of exemplifies it because it, it was it was the focus of their storyline for months. Yeah. And it was taking the two biggest names in professional wrestling at the time and uh, teaming them up. And I think it elevated tag team wrestling at the time to new heights, at least popularity-wise, sure. because it was the two biggest names in professional wrestling as partners and then their split was you know an epic storyline for the time Storyline gold yeah absolutely um and that's something the other ones don't quite have because a they weren't you know it's hard to hold anyone up popularity wise to uh hogan and macho hogan and macho man at that time you know yes so um I don't I don't know how you could not include this next group. Um we're gonna start getting into the, the ones that everybody all of our watchers and listeners, you know, obviously they're gonna they're gonna be like there's somebody out there right now sitting there going, What about the Hardies? Come on, man, the Hardies. And of course that's gonna end up on this list. We're trying to make sure that we get some of them that that, that aren't gonna be obvious. When we get down to the end, if the Hardies aren't on here, one of us is going to grab the Hardies. If uh, you know Deadly Boys aren't on here, one of us is going to grab that. That's not a problem. At this point, you want to make sure that you're catching the stuff that that stands out, that sticks in the back of your head. And I'm going to go with another one like the Von Eyricks, um, somebody who actually changed the rules of wrestling because they were so impactful. And I'm going to say the fabulous, fabulous Freebirds. 
I'd agree with that. I mean, especially since you know many of them continued on long after the the tag team wasn't around. You know, an established Michael Hayes is still has an impact mm-hmm. on wrestling. So, um, in fact, Michael Hayes brought us the Hardys. <laughs> mm-hmm. down so this will be number 10 halfway through the list see there are some names that like go through my head and I just think to myself I don't you know they I think they belong on the list but do they you know what I mean like like the Miz and Morrison, is that is that well, kind of what you're talking? Uh, about? The Miz and Morrison's, but uh, the one that I was actually going to say is, um, and this is one that some people bring up, and for some people, this this team was very influential. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where when you took one of you took the team apart, they fell apart, sort of a thing, um, and only one of them ended up going anywhere, and that's Harlem Heat. And it's tough because they're Hall of Famers. Um, But, like, does anyone out there, and I'm I'm legitimately asking this as a question. If you're listening to this or watching this, um, hit us up in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter or or even uh, the email address that's in the doobly-doos. Hit us up and let me know. But was anyone a Stevie Ray fan? Right? Well, when they were together, I was. But, I mean, better but, talker, better performer, better all around was Booker T. Yeah, but my, my point is, a Stevie Ray fan. You were a Harlem Heat fan who liked Stevie Ray. Yeah. But when they stopped being a tag team, you didn't get you didn't stay on the Stevie Ray bus. I mean, I did because he was part of NWO. Um, you know, it, it's... It, and, I mean, some people would say that's the same with the Steiner brothers. The thing is... The Dogface Gremlin had a lengthy career solo after yes. the Steiner Brothers broke up. Stevie Ray floundered when he wasn't part of the tag team. Sure. So. Put him on there. We'll go to like 30 and then eliminate 10. Um, I don't think you can talk Steiner Brothers without bringing up one of their primary rivals. Um, and it's just a rush to talk about. What a rush! Mm -hmm. Road Warriors, um, or you can call them Legion of Doom. Any way you put it, those guys were game changers for the industry. Yeah. They, they were one that, you know, was definitely going to be on the list one way or another. Um, whether you said it or I said it, they were going to be on the list. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I think it's time to I think it's time to bring in all three of those groups. 
To guarantee that we don't miss them. Go ahead and put the deadly boys. They had a Z on it, right? Yeah, I think so. Because it was the two early 2000s, they all had Zs. Um, and at that point, you had to just automatically include the party boys. Here. They definitely had a Z. Yeah. Because they were edgy and stuff. See, Hardy Boys, Boys. Um. started petting my goatee or my beard. I was like, oh my god, do we not have... Yeah, we have the heart foundation. Never mind. We did that early. <laughs> um, I, I... How do you... Arn and Oli, do you put them on here as the four horsemen? You put them on as Arn and Oli because you might have Benoit with a different tag team who was part of the Four Horsemen. Or... I don't know. I, I don't know if they make my top 20, but the like if we were doing factions, Four Horsemen is definitely near yeah. the top. But Arn and Oli as, them, as themselves out in a vacuum outside of the Four Horsemen I just don't know. But but they become synonymous, don't they? I mean... Well, but, you know, again, they just existed as part of the four. Like, did yeah. they have any runs outside of the four horsemen? Well, I don't know. Any major runs, I should say. You know, any, any real success... They only had success as part of the four horse. It's part of the reason that I'm not arguing right now to put the outsiders on here. Because <clears throat> as much impact as they had, they were really just a vehicle for the New the, World Order. The New World Order. Um, and, you know, as such... Do you consider Arn and Oli more impactful or less impactful to professional wrestling than say than say a uh show or I mean, Jericho held the titles like five times. Took it off all three of those guys above this. Does a Jericho belong on here? I don't think I wouldn't put Jericho. I uh, see, and, and they both had great careers by themselves. You know, the, the two man power trip and Jericho both had significant title reigns. They they aren't quite Harlem Heat level, but but you know, the Jericho or two man power trip fits right in there with Mega Powers. 
in terms of changing the game, but it'd been done already, like the Mega Powers had. I'll do this. I'll change mine. I'll give you Brothers of Destruction. Rivals who became partners who became rivals who became partners. Here's here's my thing. Like Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson together, <clears throat> they only won the NWA Tag Team Championships once. Um, together. Um, was it usually Ole and Tully then? Um. Uh, whereas uh, Arn also won the NWA Tag Teams with Paul Roma once. Um, and the uh, WCW World Tag Team Championships, he won it with Tully two times, Larry Zabisco once, Bobby Eaton once, and Paul Roma once. So in terms of like a tag team... Arn's uh, the guy. <laughs> yeah, Arn was the guy, and Ole, you know... Um, now, I'm not trying to uh, diminish Ole's accomplishments. Let's go to Ole Anderson. And his championships. Uh, he was the AWA Midwest Heavyweight Champion twice. Uh, the Tag Team Champions two times. Once with Ox Baker and once with The Claw. He was the uh, NWA Florida Television Champion once. And Tag Team Champion with Ron Garvin once. In Georgia... He was uh, tag team champion 17 times, seven times with Gene Anderson, five times with Ivan Koloff, two times with Lars Anderson, one time with Rene Goulet, one time with Ernie Ladd, one time with Jerry Briscoe, uh, the television NWA Georgia television champion once, the NWA Mason television champion or Macon television champion once, uh, the tag team champion with Gene Anderson once. Tag NWA National Tag Team Champion with Thunderbolt Patterson once. Uh, the NWA Southern Tag Team Championship uh, Georgia version one time with Gene Anderson. Uh, the NWA Eastern States, I mean, he's had a lot of championships, but the tag team times, he only won once with Ole. He won multiple tag team things with Gene Anderson, um, with Stan Hansen. Uh, Arn. Maybe so the most decorated so, tag team well, artist of all time. Oh, that that was Ole there. Oh, that so was Ole. that was Ole, and and so um, I think my point being, both of them are champions separately. I, I just as a team, I just don't know how much impact they really had as a team. That's fair. That's fair. Even though they were part of the the Four Horsemen for so long together, so that's fair. Um. Well, we're getting towards the end of the twenty. Um, and in in modern wrestling, and, and this hurts me as much as it hurts anyone else to to uh, put this here, uh, but bucks, yeah, I you can't not include them on the twenty. I don't think, if only just for the impact that they've had on the business, you know. Again, I it took me forever to to grow to appreciate their style, right? Yeah. Um, they're 
I still hate their fucking tassels. I hate them. Oh, not those. Not those. The ones on their legs. Oh, they, they might have some on their nipples. I get so distracted <laughs> by their leg ones that I can't see. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this is where it gets tough because we each have two picks left. You start thinking about things like, like is FTR two FTR who's just pure pure tag team wrestling or two man power trip, which is two singles guys that came together. Um, you know which one of those is better? Is yeah. the does Jericho come into play? I, Jericho I would, keeps popping in my head, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I I, I, I would, know if top twenty. Yeah, I would argue that. Two man power trip is the closest that we've had in, uh, I'll use the air quotes, recent history to the mega powers because it was two of the biggest names in professional wrestling at that time. Um, They still didn't have the impact that Hulk Hogan and and, uh, uh, Randy Savage had uh, combined, but at the time they were the biggest names. Does Luger Sting come into play? That was a great story for a while. It was a great um, story. Um, and, and they held the titles a couple times. That's probably not in play here. No. Um, I, I, yeah, I would suggest Billy and Bart Gunn are above that. Yeah. Smoking guns. Uh, yeah, that's the deal. Is I, I love Sting. Sting's my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, he never was part of a tag team that, as the tag team, had long-term impact right like he was part of the blade runners that launched the careers of both him and ultimate warrior Warrior. but as a tag team the blade runners didn't do anything you know um i i think at this juncture the one i'm going to throw in here is one that keeps hitting me on the tapping me on the shoulder saying hey you know you know Smarks is, is probably going to not be awful happy about this. He didn't like one of these wrestlers at all. But at the end of the day, you just got to say, damn! And I think APA belongs on here. I, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to ignore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a slash here because I'm going to say I... Acolytes. I think they had more of an impact as the Acolytes. Sure. Um, sure, but they're still a tag team. They're still a tag It's the same people, but I would argue it's, you know, unlike Road Warriors and LOD, which was essentially the exact same gimmick. Yeah. Right? Acolytes, Acolytes were different servants, servants to Vince and, and Undertaker. As and... Acolytes, I think they had more dominance and they had more sure. uh, of an impact. APA eventually turned into mostly just a a kind I don't want to say comedy gimmick, but you know, show them backstage playing poker. Ron Simmons says, "Damn!" Then they have to go out and beat some people up, right? So, yep. Um, give me one second because I'm.
just trying to see if there's something that I need to to throw out there that we haven't talked about. Um, Because I would argue that, uh, unfortunately, we are, are, um, lens will always be dominated by WWE experience, right? Yeah. Which is why, you know, there's a chance that Motor City Machine Guns gets pushed off the list in the end because, again... No one knows who they were. You know what I mean? Well, um, you and I both know who they were. You yeah. and I both like them. But... Well, but I'm saying no no one as a whole, as a, you know. Wrestling fandom. Yes. Um, uh, and so, but I'm just trying to make sure there's not another one from one of those uh less watched by Americans that still deserves to be on the list or at least at least in the discussion. You'll have to forgive me, I'm scrolling through through a list uh and a, a lot of them are names i don't i don't recognize offhand which talks about how huge this uh wrestling world is and and part of why this is such a hard topic to really talk about you know um i the other pieces that we're in in this heyday right now of tag team wrestling from AEW, mm-hmm. and and you don't want to <coughs> Pardon me. You don't want to put. Uh, you don't want to put guys that, you, that. A good example would be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. <laughs> Will they eventually be up there? Sure. Are they this conversation right now? Probably oh. not. And and I would argue, will they eventually be up there? I I bet uh, Jungle Boy goes off and has a solo run, and and in the long run. This is a footnote in his story rather than the Could part be. of the story. Um, oh, there's one. That... There's a couple early 90s ones that, that come to mind that I don't think belong on this list, but definitely deserve some honorable mention, like the Bushwhackers or Head Shrinkers or... You know, those era. I'm going to put a uh, team on this list that may. Mm. It's hard not to agree. It's hard not to agree, but it's one of those. A lot of the, a lot of the modern wrestling fans might not. Well, and, and when you say that, you know, the, the big thing is people are going to go, well, what about. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, who never won the tag titles, guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're new rockers. Um, Marty Jannetty became a footnote in creepy history and and in in, in uh, HBK's storyline. 
But at the end of the day, you can't really put them up there if they haven't even held the titles. Mm-hmm. Man. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if this qualifies or not, but the, damn it, they just keep popping back in my head over and over and over. Fucking FTR, man. Yeah, they were gonna be on my. Uh, I I think they definitely. List? Yeah, well, potentially. Here's the deal: is FTR. Um, if we if we just uh, talk modern current day, FTR are in the conversation for best tag team in the world, right? Yes. Yeah. Period. Right. It's Young Bucks, FTR, Lucha uh, Brothers, Brothers, uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Um, If you follow New Japan, they definitely belong in the list. However, um, so we kind of have to put them on there, but it's, geez. You know, uh, if we didn't get them in now, who do we knock off later? Are they the ones who knock off Motor City Machine Guns? Probably. Yeah, as much as I love Motor City Machine Guns, FTR deserves to be on the list more than them, right? Um, but the Machine Guns are the best Impact Tag Team of all time. Mm-hmm. And that includes that the Hardys wrestled together in Impact. Yes. The, the only Impact Tag Team that might... Uh, be worth well if you talk impact are you talking do you do you take your you know Samoa Joe and Booker T together in the main event mafia hell that's a great tag team yeah it's a really well, great tag team what what I was that is say not is, an all-timer yeah well it's like I said if you're talking TNA it's hard not to put uh beer money incorporated Really hard not to put that in there, you know, on there. But do they do they land on the list of all time? When you have other names, when like you have FTR. other names, it's yeah, it's tough. Because like, uh, Beer Money Incorporated as a team, uh, five time TNA World Tag Team Champions, uh, winner of the Team 3D Individual Invitational Tag Team Tournament. Winner of the 2010 TNA Tag Team Championship Series. Uh, winner uh, as solo, the TNA King of the Mountain Championship for Bobby Roode. TNA World Heavyweight Championship for uh, James Storm. The TNA uh, Feast or Fire 2016 Tag Team Championship contract. You know, uh, they, they've got the accolades for it. Baltimore Sun Tag Team of the Year in 2009, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Tag Team of the Year in 2008 and 2011, you know. But they were only exclusively in Impact Wrestling or in T- TNA Impact, right? And that makes it a little tough. Like you could argue, oh, uh, Brothers of Destru- Destruction were only WWE. True. But they were WWE over the course of 20 years. Um, yeah. And they were two of the biggest names in professional wrestling during that time, yep. you know? So for the last one, 
definitely on the list. So tough. It's tough because there's so many good tag teams over the years that Yeah, I mean, we've already mentioned, you know, i.e. the head triggers or wild Samoans, mm -hmm. um, you know, demolitions in that category. Um didn't didn't King Kong Bundy tag with another giant dude? Maybe it didn't. DiBiase and Andre. Shit, that's a team to say the least. Didn't even think about those guys. Sports Illustrated put. Uh, Superpowers, 49th. Wade Runners above them. Oh! Okay. Well, I'm sure that says someone that we missed. That, oh. Yeah, I didn't even think of it. Oh, I know. So we don't have him on here yet. Lucha Brothers are my last choice. There are others that Not deserve to be on here, but... Uh... The highest ranking Sports Illustrated team that we don't have on our list is the Outsiders. They have that at six. We mentioned them. We did not mention the Midnight Express again, an era where we weren't watching. Yeah, I, I thought about them. They were definitely on my, eh. but again, just like we said before, they weren't, weren't a team that we really watched, watched. Uh, so some of the names that we forgot that are on this list, this is a top 50. Um, we did mention Tully and Arn. Um, but we did miss uh, the British Bulldogs, which I think there is a vivid argument for them to replace somebody on that list. 
Um, we've already said that the Wild Samoans just weren't doing it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Midnight Express. Anything with Express in his name is tough for me to get after. Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik. Those are notables that we didn't mention. Um, I'm not. I'm not all in on that. Like I said, Rock and Roll Express to me is mostly on there because of longevity. Um, they're not my team. Uh, they're not my thing. But uh, the fact that they were still wrestling as of last year, you know, as a tag yeah. team. So. But this list also has the Rockers um, at 25. And again, they never held the gold. So. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it on here. Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. The Funks. Terry and Dory. That's not a bad choice either. It is, but at the same point, I, I guess I just don't, I'm not familiar with how much they really wrestled yeah. as a tag team. They're both... Los Guerreros, which I could see being on this list. I, I'm not gonna, but I could see it. Um, Steve Austin and, and Brian Pillman, Hollywood Blondes. That was when both of us were really getting into it as mm-hmm. kids. And the thing um, is, again, it's one of those ones where did they really have a long-term impact as the Hollywood Blondes? No. Both no. of them had to go off and reinvent themselves to have. So my, oh, was Team Hell No. And I, that's tough, man. That is a tough one. I thought about them earlier, but Again, that was mostly during my hiatus. And also, we've talked before about... Uh, uh, Independently, they would be... They were great. Yeah. Um, the Shield is on this list. Yeah, I thought about them. I thought about them. I just didn't quite t- classify them as a tag team. You know, well, yes, they held tag team gold. It was kind of one of those things where... Uh, they they never had a free bird rule sort of a thing, but it was always like, oh, here it's going to be Rollins and Ambrose, and now it's going to be Roman and Rollins. Now it's going to you know not at you know like they'd lose and then they'd win it again with a different pairing. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, um they have Money Inc. on here, which I understand. Uh, that was a that, that's just a fun gimmick, but it's not it's not best tag team of all time. Um, beer money is on there. World's greatest tag team was Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. That's probably an underrated tag team. It is. I think the thing that holds it back is longevity. It didn't exist for yeah super long. Um, Gold Dust and Booker T was pretty good. That one deserves more more than we gave it. So, any of those names that really stand out to you that should the 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 teams that I think are up for replacement more than than you probably think that is is you're going to think I'm going to say Motor City Machine Guns, but I'm just not sold on the Mega Powers aspect of things. I understand. I like I say for me. That's one of those that it. I think it's it's more about their overall impact at the time than their overall impact overall, right? Um, but so make an argument of who you'd replace them with. Mm. 
think there's only two really solid arguments here. Uh, maybe three. I would say in terms of having an impact, if, if you're going to talk having an impact on the industry, the outsiders had more of an impact on the industry, not on their particular era, but on the industry as a whole. That's not the one I'm going to suggest. I'm going to say the British Bulldogs are the ones that I would put there instead. Dynamite Kid, British Bulldog himself, Davy Boy Smith. Or are you lumping that under Heart Foundation? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just debating on how much I buy into your argument. Now, you can bring them back on if you think there's something else that needs to be pulled off. I, I I would attest that there's some current day ones that are reasonable to replace. FDR, Lucha Bros. I, I don't think you can get rid of the Young Bucks, unfortunately. Well, like, like for FDR and Lucha Bros, I have a hard time taking two of the best tag teams in the world today today yeah um off of a list of uh because here's the deal it's if ftr went gotten a time machine and went back to the 90s and faced the steiner brothers would have loved it i would have put them up there you know then if ftr went back to the uh early 2000s and faced off with the new age outlaws they'd still be a top 20 team in my opinion you know yeah. Um, FDR in any era, I think, makes it. Lucha Bros is a little harder to argue just because of their style, but 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 it's a style that that isn't just pure lucha. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the thing we have to remember when we when we talk about tag team wrestling today, in particular, is things like the Canadian Destroyer did not exist ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Or certainly weren't used. Um, For either of us, the Von Irish are not a watching thing, but we know the story behind the Von Irish. It's kind of the same thing with Rock and Roll Express. Like, I never really watched Do we do this as as just our lifetime, or do we grab a hold of these amazing talents from a time before we were watching wrestling? The the thing is, here's, here's my argument on it, right? As much as this is our list of our stuff, um, our list does not exist in a vacuum. Our list it has to it has be to have those. Yeah, has to be at least um, what's the word? I- impacted by like the Von Ericks, the Freebirds, Rock and Roll Express. Those three names that are on this list, they they all affected tag team wrestling over more than just their time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned, the Freebirds 
to this day affect tag team wrestling. And I'm not just talking about the Freebird rule. The Freebird rule. And I'm not just talking about Michael Hayes still having power in professional wrestling. But I'm talking about their style changed tag team wrestling. And they were in, they they kind of created the advent of the faction. Mm-hmm. In, in ways that are still being felt today. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to think Owen and Yoko. It's hard not to think some of those other ones that were just this and. Mm-hmm. But I think as a whole, we have teams that are that are all teams. Mega Powers, I, I do want them on here. I think they're the strongest honorable mention by far. But I think this might be the list for us. Do I would I love to have the Wild Simones on here? Sure. Would I love to have the Blade Runners on here? Absolutely. Yeah. Like um, I say, for me, as much as I love staying the blade, the thing with the Blade Runners is their impact is less as a tag team and more as who they brought into professional wrestling. Sure. Right. Sure. And that's why they don't make it into my top twenty list of tag teams of all time, even though both of them in one way or another, belong but on lists of top wrestlers of all time. Every if, if single one the of impact. these are known for tag team. Sure, Undertaker and Kane had their own careers beforehand. They had a feud beforehand. But at the end of the day, you say Brothers of Destruction, nobody questions that. Um, it's kind of... It, the, the only argument against it would be if you wanted Axe and Smash in here. And I just... Fucking hate demolition, man. <laughs> they were great, but I fucking hate them. I'm gonna take myself up full screen here for a moment so that everyone can see. When I talk about the raw deal game that I played, I've got a lot of decks, and Brothers of Destruction are one of them. Very cool, dude. Another one that's one of them. Another name we've mentioned. Didn't make it onto this list, but. Tough not to honor those guys. You know, those those two, both of those tag teams held the titles in WWE's tag team heyday. (coughs) Made it on our list. Showed this one before, but made it on the list. Made it on the list. I think that's all the tag teams that I have. Well, technically, I have one more, but it was more of a joke when I bought it. It's a right to censor death deck, and uh, you still have rock and sock on there. I don't have Rock and Sock. No, um, I mean on this. Uh, no, they are not on this. They did not make the list. I, I'm I'm going to be honest. The, the one thing I'm debating on is because this is still a list including today. And there's one name of today I mentioned earlier that's not on this list that I do believe needs to be on this. Um, that may arguably... 
had a greater uh Uh, impact than someone one that I have on here and I'm going to look up something here really quickly just to be certain yes Isaiah will happily come on your podcast whenever you do one we will be happy to join you we're, we're not going to bring you on this one but We'll happily come on yours and, and uh, join you for your podcast sometime. This is going to break my heart doing this. Gorillas of Destiny, huh? Seven times IWGP Tag Team Champion. Uh, three-time never open-weight six-man tag team champions. Uh, World Tag Leagues in 2020. Uh, ranked uh, number six in the top 50 tag teams in uh, the PWA Tag Team 50 in 2020. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Wrestle Circus Big Top Tag Team Champions. I, I, as a whole... Um, I think they, you know, they, they had a bigger impact than Motor City Machine Guns as a whole. So I have to, I kind of put them on there. I will also point out that they were trained by Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. Very cool. Uh, which, uh, plays into the impact of them. And never mind the fact that uh, this does um, help uh, bring the wild Samoans in, in a way. Uh, their family. Because their father is Haku. And... So that brings in another argument. Mm-hmm. Motor City Machine Guns or APA? Not a lot of titles under APA or Acolytes. Not a lot of, no. Agreed. Uh, do do does APA get the get the nod because of WWE? Or do we look at the the entire industry and go, how can you not have the greatest impact um, impact uh, tag team or TNA tag team of all time? Yep. It's a tough. I mean, like me APA is the only one that comes off from WWE. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I you know, APA and as acolytes. Either way, they never did much for me. Uh, but that's me personally. They're not my style. I um, I think it's fair to take them off, knowing that you have brothers of destruction, knowing that they were again they're a piece of a faction under mm-hmm. acolytes. Um. And APA was uh, was a poker team. <laughs> yeah. So I would replace them with MCM. And, you know, I know right now Ron Simmons is watching this podcast going, Damn! Damn! 
Damn. I'm sure sure Ron Simmons gives two shits about what we think. Yeah. JBL's sitting there going, uh, I have a lot of, or JLB, sorry. JBL's sitting there going, I'm working and I wish I was on this. (laughs) J, J, JBL is saying, I got a lot of money and I don't give a shit. (laughs) I ushered in John Cena, motherfuckers. Which is true. That's exactly what he did. Brought us John Cena. Also brought us racism. Mm-hmm. As a storyline, not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not no, going to get into his politics. I'm relatively certain line. racism existed um, prior to. <laughs> Correct. So now comes the tough part. Are you just going to put the numbers in column B? Probably. Okay. So I, I feel like there's there's four teams to talk about best of all time. Um, obviously the Steiner brothers. Obviously um, the uh, Road Warriors. Those are Road Warriors are widely considered the best of all time on most top 20 lists or top, top lists. Um, I, I, I think it'd be tough. It'd be difficult to not recognize the young bucks here as one of somebody vying for that position. Um, and I think it's difficult to not recognize the deadly boys as someone vying for that position. But I really think it comes down to the Steiners and and uh, Road Warriors. I'm going to let you pick which one of those two you can make first. And we can be a different list than everybody else. And yeah. You can make the Steiners number one. Well, of that, Steiners will always be my number one. I am more going to... Uh, and this will be something that I know I am going to be in the minority on in uh, many respects. Um, I would argue that the Hardy Boys would rank higher than the Dudley Boys. Wow! Give me a reason. I would I would argue that they had a greater impact overall. They had a longer career as a tag team. Um, with the fact that they are still now wrestling as a tag team, and if I'm correct, uh, Devon does not talk to Bully Ray anymore. Oh like, wow, that's unfortunate. They they are not on speaking terms. They they apparently did not actually get along outside of tag team, right? Really? Um, uh, at least that's what I've been reading. So you know, I don't know. But on top of it, like the Hardy Boys changed wrestling, right? Well, I mean, do the Young Bucks exist? Do the Lucha Bros exist without the Hardy Boys? I, Today, a Swanton doesn't seem like shit. Do, but does at time? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But does the New Day exist without the Hardy Boys? True. Right? True. I mean, I but, can go, go by on. By that same token, I mean, the Hardy Boys don't really exist without, without Dynamite Kid yeah. and the British Bulldogs. Yeah. And that's the deal. I mean, we, we, can, we can do all of this, but the one thing is, like the Dudley boys, as good as they were, 
Like I didn't argue with putting them on the list because they definitely belong on this list. Um, aside from Devon, get the table. In ring, long term impact was lower, right? Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna up the ante here by saying I think Edge and Christian go higher than the Dudley Boys. I think if we're putting them in the top five, it goes. Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, or no, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys. I don't think any of those three are in the top five. Yeah, I was just saying if if we were putting them in the top five. I just thought because of the Dudley Boys' number of title reigns in two different promotions, three, because of TNA, Um, um, it's tough to not agree to offer that. If if I'm going to pick a number three for this list, uh, I'm going to pick the Freebirds. I, I think that they had the greatest impact on on the industry of all of these tag teams. Now that may not be your choice for number three. Um, Hard Foundation, British Bulldogs, both solidly in that. Young Bucks are pretty undeniable. Um, Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm looking at the Hardy Boys championships. Six-time WWF World Tag Team Champions, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Raw Tag Team Champions, um, WCW Tag Team Champions, uh, two-time TNA World Tag Team Champions, one-time Ring of Honor World Cha- Tag Team Champions, uh, Tag Team of the Year in 2000. Comeback of the year in 2017. Anyways, um, I, I'll go with I'll go with Freebirds number three. Sorry, I was still on the Hardy Boys when you moved on to Freebird. So, who's your four? In terms of promotional skills, there's not a better tag team than the New Age Outlaws. I don't think they're in the top ten, though. Yeah. Um, well, Edge, Edge and Christian had that, that fucking... For those of you with the advantage, the advantage of flash, of flash photography, photography, here's your five-second pose-off. <laughs> um, here, here, I, I am going to say... I think this hurts me to say this, but we're talking talking all time, even though they're modern. Um, Bucks. Bucks, yes. Here, Here's yeah, the thing. That's where my brain was, too. The, the young Bucks have all of the promotional skills of New Age Outlaws and Edge and Christian. All of the extreme skills of the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. Um, They've had... As much impact on the industry as the Hart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, the yeah. Freebirds—well, not, not quite the Freebirds, but Rock and Roll Express, Rock you know. and Roll Express. But you know, I mean, basically, they accom- they they represent the peak of what this tag team and this tag team 
and um, this tag team and this tag team all all pioneered and did right they just yeah. took it all and put it all into one package and i think that's why they rank a little higher and and threw a, a dash of irritating in with it mm-hmm. well because they're heels yeah i know i know why no that they, they would say, they would flat out say it they'd say we have to be irritating because we're heels so number five um is it New Day? Is it New Day? Is New Day literally the fifth best tag team of all time? I don't see anybody else on this list I'd put above them. That I'd solidly put above them. I might put them in the conversation, but... Yeah, like, I... Our Edge, Christian, Dudley Boys, and Hardy Boys are they as high as they are without the ladder matches. Without the TLC matches, and they're not; they're just yeah, not. I would agree. Um, however, at the same point, um, would we still have TLC matches? Would we still have ladder matches? Would we still have tables matches to this day if they didn't exist? That's a fair statement, right? That's why. That's why I mentioned them changing, changing wrestling, right? Uh, specifically the tables and the ladders part. Like, ladder matches existed before them. Tables matches existed before them. Uh, But a TLC match did not exist before them. And the things that they pioneered in those matches, we still see on every show to this day. Sometimes by the Hardys still. Jeff Hardy getting speared while dangling from the titles. Yeah, sometimes from the young ones. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Hardy being speared hang, hanging from the titles uh, directly set up uh, Sammy Guevara doing the springboard cutter to, to Cody in AEW, right? Yeah. If, if that didn't exist, the other wouldn't exist, right? But even yeah. more than that, if the Hardy Boys hadn't done those, and Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian, I'll put them all three. If they hadn't done those TLC matches, right? Would we, on an average episode of Dynamite, see people get put through the table, right? Would we see um, WWE Extreme Rules have ladder matches? Would WWE have a pay-per-view based entirely off of tables matches, ladder matches, and chairs matches, right? And I don't think so, right? No other person could have come along and done those, done those matches. They would have still had ladder matches. They would have been ladder matches like we saw with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, you yeah. know, which were good. But these people took it to another level and it stayed there. Yeah. Um, I would say I'll, I'll agree with you on New Day, if only because for a lot of the same reasons that I mentioned on the Young Bucks. The New Day of, uh, encompass the promotional skills of the New Age Outlaws. The, In particular, Xavier and, and uh, Biggie. Yes. Uh, the uh, athleticism of an Edge and Christian or uh, Hardys without as much emph- emphasis on extreme. High flight, yes. High flight, you know. Um, but they, they do encompass. So I'll put them number five. 
And then I think one of those three teams has to be a six. And and I'll give you the Hardys. I think yeah. it's the Hardys. That's where I was going to say. Hardys at six. Um, uh, let's just lump those three together. Seven, dead, uh, seven Edge and Christian, eight Deadly Boys. Because otherwise we're going to have conversations about which one of those is better. Really, any any fan can interchange those three mm-hmm. pretty easily. So the nine. Is this, to me, this is where your Heart Foundation, your British Bulldogs, your New Age Outlaws, um, maybe FTR. Um, um, this is for- the, the group that's there. For me, it's Heart Foundation. Yeah, I and, would agree. And and a lot of it comes down to without the Heart Foundation, do we have the British Bulldogs? I yeah, kind of they, they were before we, that. You know, the Heart Foundation kind of because the Heart Foundation encompassed the British Bulldog and in many well, ways. Well, the British the Bulldogs actually existed before the Heart Foundation. Existed. They did exist before the Heart Foundation existed as a team. But the Heart Foundation represented the Heart Dungeon. And the Heart Dungeon is where... Where we started to see more of the British Bulldogs. Where the British Bulldogs came from. So that's why I put the Heart Foundation... uh, I'll give you that. um, There, above them. And I think that those two lump together as well. I think that once you do one, you have to do the other. They're so heavily interchangeable. So now we're down to... Old versus um, loved. I guess is where we're at. I am going to go ahead and say New Age Outlaws at number eleven. Yeah, that's a pretty solid bet. Um, just as an overall impact sort of a thing. Um, I I truly believe you can put you just put our Brothers of Destruction at twenty. I don't think either of us are gonna move them above anybody else on these lists. I, I sort of agree. Um, I'm just I'm right now. What I'm looking at is Harlem Heat for for twelve, maybe. Um, Harlem Heat, Von Eriks, Rock and Roll Express. In that order. I would add, yeah, that might actually be. I think that's a safe bet. And and very interchangeable that FTR could move up on that uh, above all of them. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm privy My argument inside right now is FTR Motor City Machine Guns. Um, I'm not familiar all that much with Gorillas of Destiny. Are they higher than those two, in your opinion? I don't... I'm not thinking they're higher than FTR as a whole. Um, I I bought into your Usos argument. I bought in. You're, you are correct. There hasn't... Usos put on a good match with RK Bro. Mm-hmm. They put on lots of good matches. Their great matches are, are against the New Day, and the New Day's yeah. put great matches with everybody. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe go from the bottom. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I was eight. about to do. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go from the bottom. Right. I'm gonna go bottom up. Nineteen Usos. Nineteen and Lucha Bros. Usos and Lucha Bros can be interchangeable right now. Literally, I, I would watch either might either have a match. I would actually be more excited to watch a Lucha Bros, so I'll put that higher. And and does that mean Gorillas of Destiny? Are you putting Gorillas of Destiny above the Lucha Bros? Having seen their matches. They're they're a more traditional style of wrestling, which I think fits in. It's it's tough, though. I just don't... Have they had the chance to impact the industry like Motor City Machine Guns did? If they spun off on their own, are either of them title contenders like Chris Saban was? Yes. Is. Tamatanga, I think, could. could. Okay. I. You're going to put them in 16? And MCM in 17. Well, because you love MCM. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. But spe- and here, this is definitely going to play into part of my decision here, right? I moved Motor City Machine Guns off for Gorillas of Destiny for a reason. Because I think they just edge out in terms of things. Now, if only I knew a way to sort both columns by. But I don't, so. I think you have to have both columns highlighted there. I'm just trying to see if there's something that jumps out at me. Okay, so if I do this, we'll just see. We'll find out. Oh, I clicked the wrong spot. You can tell I don't use Excel, like, heavily every day. Um, Where did I see it? You have to have the columns highlighted to A and B. Both sets of columns. There you go. Nope, that did not do what I wanted it to do. Um, so the start in B. When you highlight them. And then right click and then do your sort. Hey, that did it. Boom, learned something. Now my boss has to pay me more money because I'm more proficient. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. (laughs) Unfortunately for me, my boss is on a trip for another week, and by then I'll have forgotten how to do this. so. So that kind of felt a little bit like our normal game, and we don't have to play our normal game, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think we can skip the pick or pass because we effectively just did it for Tag an hour. I, I think I'm, I'm happy with that list. I, but... Yeah, I'm not upset at that list. As, as you go down, you don't really – like the the hardest one to place, we put it number 20, 
and and I would understand if somebody out there is looking at it going, oh my gosh, how could they have those guys so low or this this team so low? Um, there are there are pieces to this puzzle that that are multiple parts of history too. I mean, is is Harlem Heat on this list always? Yes. Is Harlem Heat as high without without uh, being the first all black tag team that got major representation in a major uh, wrestling program? I don't know. I don't know. I love them. I genuinely love their music. I genuinely rooted for them as heels and as faces. I don't know. You know, like. Anyways. So, yes, that is our list and that is our game. And um, I'm starting to get a little all uh, wobbly brained. So, I think that's time for us to start to wrap things up for the Fantasy Booking Institute. Um, uh, that is our list of uh, top 20 tag teams of all time. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and um, figure out a way to export this as uh, like a picture or something. And I'm going to post it on the Facebook, which you can find at Pissant Podcast on Facebook. Just like it says yeah. in my hat. Um, um, and, and you can hop on there and tell us how wrong we are because I'm sure you will have opinions. Oh, I'm sure somebody out there is, you know, just begging me to figure out why the Quebecers aren't on here. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, there's going to be someone out there that's literally foaming at the mouth going, the Steiner Brothers at number one above Road Warriors. Or somebody out there for sure, one dude for sure that we know is upset that Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn aren't on this list. They weren't even talked about. Yeah. Heck, I'm going to go so far as to say... Um, Be on the podcast then. The, the fact that Dan the Dad and Dan Housen, the... Uh, interdimensional mega powers aren't on this list is um, a travesty. Travesty. <laughs> but on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, make sure to support us. You can support us by heading to our uh, merch store. Link is in the doobly-doos uh, where you can get a Raw and Order shirt or a pissant podcast shirt or a hat or one of those shirts like right above da fabe there um or a right new sleeveless me. white um or one of our many other designs like our sasha bear you can still get the sasha bear bear sasha bear bear and so you can hop on there and get that great way to support us you can also support us um on patreon link is in the doobly-doo for that or you can uh, support us in a free way, which is liking, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast on whatever platform you use. And the big one I say is sharing, right? Click the little share button, um, send it to your social media, your TikToks, your Twitter, your, your Facebooks. Um, let Elon Musk know how much you like this show. And uh, that's the easiest and free way to support us. You can be so. a musketeer. Yes, I've been waiting to say that for like two weeks. Yeah, and uh, 
and yeah do that yeah. but on that note um you can follow us on all the social medias you can follow me at raw and order wbu just like it says down by my name there that's on any of the socials except for uh facebook because they have weird reasons and i had to use pissant podcast so at pissant podcast on facebook you can follow da fabe at he doesn't have it on his thing today You can acknowledge the fame at D.A. Vincent K. Fame. Yep, you sure can. Um, and then JLB, all of his links are in the doobly-doos. Uh, he didn't join us today, but it wasn't entirely his fault. So you can head down there. He's got a link tree in the doobly-doos that you can follow all of his stuff, follow his Twitch stream, all of that stuff. I feel uh, a heel turn coming for me. You're, you're going to be a heel? Yeah. It's the fans' fault the JLB's not here. It is. They aren't buying enough merch. Stupid fans. It's the fans' fault. Get online and buy the merch. So the JLB can be here. Buy the merch that says JLB is a whore, but he's our whore. Um, And then he can be here. Or or the one that says Vignettes and has his picture on it. Um, God, it's an ugly shirt. but anyways on that note we're going to go ahead and close the book on the fantasy booking institute thank you all for listening we will see you all soon